0: God, we come to you. You are our heart's desire. And as we lean on you, and as we come to you for guidance, for for strength, for comfort, we pray over this time of worship. And God, we ask that you let the words of my mouth And the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So we are concluding our series on what does it mean when we don't have what it takes. Sometimes we look at our lives and we look at all that we have and, and we just realize, you know, we just don't have it. We don't have it all together. We don't have what we need to make it through the next day. We don't have what it takes just to, 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 to breathe at times. We feel rushed. We feel anxious. We feel like life is just quickly going by. But my friends, if we really think about that, that's good news. That's, that's good news. And the reason why that's good news is that once we are able to let go of this fallacy that, that we can do it all, then we can allow the opportunity for God to come and move inside of our lives. Now we started out our series three weeks ago talking about how we don't have what it takes that we're not good enough. And, and that's freeing because when we realize that we're not good enough, it is God's grace that that moves us. It's God's grace that lives inside of us. It is God's grace that helps us get through each and every day. Then we talked about how we can't please everyone and, and you know, even this past week. There are times where I'm just a people pleaser and I'm trying to rush around. and I'm trying to do things just to make other people happy. But when I do that, I realize, and maybe you do this too, that when you are trying to make other people happy, you are not allowing the gifts and graces that God has given you to be a blessing for others. See, it's so important for us to remember that God is crazy in love with us. Not how other people want us to be, but how God has created us. And we must live in that, that, that oneness with God to allow who we are to be a blessing for those around us. Which reminds us, what we talked about last week, is how we can't do life on our own. We can't handle it on our own. We must be in community. When we allow God's grace to move in our lives, when we allow the uniqueness that we have, we then can support and love each other. But more importantly, we can live out those words that we talked about last week from Matthew how Jesus looks at each and every one of us and says, Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I, I will give you rest. Today we finish our series looking at the sentence that you can't Control the future. And our scripture for this morning is from Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 31. And I invite you to follow along in your Bibles. And if you don't have your Bibles with you, we'll have the words printed on the screen. Hear these words from Jesus Jesus says, Therefore, don't worry and say, What are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long for all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I dislike this passage. I I really do, because it seems like God places this passage in front of me when I start to get ahead of myself, when I start trying to take control, when I start trying to say, well, this is what I need to do, and this is how I need to move in this situation, and this is all the things that I must plan, and this is what I, 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 and the list goes on and on. And then I open up my Bible to Matthew chapter six, and it says at the very end, stop worrying about tomorrow because today is enough trouble on its own. And I stop, and I sigh heavily, and I go, God, that's not what I wanted to hear today. I want to be in control. But the fact of the matter is, In order to have the life that God calls us to have, we must relinquish that control. We must be able to set aside those worries, those activities, those thoughts, and allow God to fill us. So you may be asking, well, Chris, if I let go of all of that stuff, what, what do I allow God to fill me with? Well, Jesus tells us that first and foremost, we must desire God's kingdom first and foremost. We may be familiar, excuse me, hold on. You may be familiar with this passage saying, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know, and I like that passage, but I I loved how the Common English Bible translated as that we must desire. See, we can seek for things all we want, but if we don't have that desire to live in God's kingdom, we're missing out on, on true life. If we fail to truly desire what it is that God desires, then we're just fooling ourselves. We're, we're allowing what the world tells us to desire to be our driving force. But my friends, what I know is that what God offers us is a whole lot more than what the world can offer us. See, over the past four weeks, we've been talking about what it is that God desires for us to allow the grace of God to fill us, to give us strength, to allow how God created each and every one of us uniquely so that we can complement each other, to allow God, through Jesus, to be with us when times get hard. And when we see a brother or a sister in need, we stop and let them know that we are there for us. See, the whole goal is that we don't look for the future for the answers we look at what God has gifted us right here and right now and we become faithful in those things and we allow those things to drive us forward those good and beautiful gifts from our creator See, that's how we keep this desire of trying to control the future is that we are faithful with what God has for us today. So what are those things that we can be faithful in? Well, first, I think the very first thing that we need to remember that we need to be faithful with is our relationships with others. See, how we relate to each other, how we support, how we love one another, how we listen to one another shows a faithfulness that God has given us. A week ago yesterday, uh, Senator John McCain passed away. And if you were watching television over the week, you saw many different memorial services or activities for uh, remembering his life. And yesterday it came to a culmination at the uh, Washington Cathedral where they had his last memorial service. And John McCain, I think, did a really brilliant thing in this service. As, as he was planning the service, he decided to have two people on the opposite Ends of the political spectrum to come and eulogize him. Not only two people at the opposite end of the spectrum, two people who beat him in general elections for the presidency of the United States. I think Barack Obama made a, President Obama made a comment about how this was uh, John McCain's last opportunity to make sure that George and him said something nice about him. But as this was going on, I was thinking about the statement this was making. And the statement wasn't that John McCain was an amazing person. I don't think that was a statement at all. It was a statement that we each and every one of us have a viewpoint. And when we stop listening to someone we disagree with, we stop caring for others. When we stop listening to an idea or, or a political point of view that we don't agree with, we just stop listening altogether. And I think over the past several years, we've seen the rancor and the vileness and the ugliness of political discourse get worse and worse because we don't want to listen. We don't care about relationships. We care first and foremost that we are right and forget about anybody else. So that was the beauty of the memorial service yesterday. It showed that we can disagree. We can disagree on how we do things, but We uphold one thing. My friends, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we must uphold that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And we may have disagreements here and there about that, about how we do ministry and how we reach out, but we hold on to the truth that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And all that we do, must reflect on His love for us. Ephesians four thirty-two says it this way: Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. What would it look like if if we handled all of our relationships this way? What would it look like if we were sincere in what we believe, but we took time to be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving just as Christ has forgiven me, forgiven us? Because my friends, I can tell you just for myself that God has forgiven me a whole heck of a lot more than I have forgiven anybody else. And I, I am sorry for that, that I need to have that heart of forgiveness as Christ has had a heart of forgiveness for me. So what else is God calling us to be faithful with? Well, God's calling us to be faithful with all that we have. Everything that we have, we need to be faithful. Psalm 24, verse 1 says that the earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belongs to the Lord. It's not my stuff. It's not your stuff. It's God's stuff. And God has gifted us with the opportunity to be stewards of God's stuff this this beautiful building that we worship in this this awesome campus that we have this community that we can reach out to with the love and grace of Jesus Christ it is all a gift and once we realize that once we are faithful with what god has given us we can live in the promises that god will give us even more and and sometimes when we are stewards of things we can get grumpy and we can not really be enthusiastic by what we have to take, advantage, take, take care of. But Colossians 3, 23 and 24 reminds us, says, whatever we do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of the inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. So, so whether it is how we, we treat and handle each other, maybe handle's the wrong word to say for that, the way we treat each other and the way that we handle the materials that, that God has given us, if our faithfulness in those things allows us to see the goodness. Of our Lord. It allows us to see God's grace poured out in us. It allows us to be uniquely who God has created us to be. It allows us to be in community with one another so that God may be praised. Today is Communion Sunday and we gather around this table. And as we gather around this table, we remember that the faithfulness that we are to share with others is is an example of the faithfulness that God has already given us. This, This meal, this bread, and this cup is a reminder that while we were yet sinners... Christ proved his love for us by dying for us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ gathered his disciples around a table and he shared in the breaking of the bread and and the pouring of the cup as a reminder of God's faithfulness to us. So, as we prepare to receive these elements, I invite you to think about what is it that God has gifted you? What is it that God has given you to share to your spouse, to your kids, to your parents, to your brothers and sisters, to the community around us? And how can we use those gifts to express, to proclaim the faithfulness of God, not only to our congregation, but to the world around us. Would you please pray with me? Dear God, it is so easy to to worry about the future. It is so easy to look out around us and want more because that is what the world tells us to do. But God, you have given us what to seek for. You have given us what to desire, and that is to live in your unshakable kingdom. And God, as your people, we know that promise, that we can live in your kingdom right here And right now, how we are faithful to all the gifts that you have given us. How we are faithful to how we treat one another. How we are faithful to how we steward your good gifts. So God, as we prepare to receive this meal of bread and cup, allow us to see your faithfulness through this meal so that we can share that faithfulness with others. And we pray this in the name of the one who came to give us life through the faithful witness of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.